I moved to San Diego in 1975. I had been out here in 1974 with my now husband. And I was introduced to what was going on in Balboa Park by a friend of my husband. And he told me uh, down by where the bowlers are, the lawn bowlers, there was kind of a, a koozie spot where once the bars closed, um, there was a series of large overgrown bushes and trees and stuff that had pathways. That's very reminiscent coming from New York of the brambles. I think it was the brambles in Central Park um, that men would find uh, companionship and release uh, for their sexual energy. Most of the activity occurred, I'd say, any time from dusk to what whatever. Once that area was cleared out and it was like, Oh, don't go in the daytime, because if you go in the daytime in Queen's Circle, everybody will know you're a homosexual or gay or queen, you know? Um, and so there was probably a bit more activity from closeted people at night. And if you were more open and out, you probably spent some time during the daytime. And pretty much what would happen at Queen's Circle uh, was men would either sit on a park bench or they would stand by a tree and you'd basically do a circuit around the circle until either you made a connection with someone or someone made a connection with you and then you'd go off into the bushes and um, get your rocks off you know so I did that a couple of times uh, there were some strange some strange folks there uh, I remember one or two would climb up into a, a low hanging tree and sit on a branch in the middle of the night and kind of position themselves so they would be attractive to somebody walking by. It's kind of like uh, a merry-go-round, I guess. You'd, you'd try to grab the golden ring. <laughs> Marsden Point was uh, probably, I, I visited maybe once, twice. Um, it seemed more open, meaning more exposed. And with cars driving by, um, you weren't really sure um, what was happening. But it's interesting. I don't know if I ever went in the toilets there where back in the 80s, now we'll go 10 years ahead, back in the 80s there was a big push by the police department in the city to clear out all the toilets where um, these kinds of activities were occurring. Um, and I still had the van, and I remember going there somewhere between 75 and let's say 85, um, uh, hooking up, maybe, I can't remember for sure, but you'd park and then you'd go kind of down into the hillside by Marston Point somebody may walk over to your car um, and if there was any interest you could sit in the car or you could kind of say let's not be in the car let's go down to the hillside part of this whole appeal is kind of the sense of um, what's the word I'm looking for a danger and that adds to the excitement that adds to the moment um, kind of in the rush of any kind of sexual activity because you want to have your your uh, intimacy done quick and fast because you're not sure if cops gonna come or who's gonna be there and interrupt you and get arrested and back in that time let's say the 70s so um, gay men who are coming out I had come out to a lot of people uh, not to my family at that point uh, but most people knew that I was in kind of a boyfriend relationship but the understanding that I had and he had at that time was we're kind of exploring who we are sexually as individuals 
without a lot of commitment at that point. I mean, who would think of marriage, you know, 40 years later or whatever it was? Um, and so the idea of the two of you or the two of us going to the baths and, and partaking in uh, multiple sex or multiple sexual activities was, you know, was just part of the the sensory pleasure that we could share with each other, as long as it didn't become more than that. And I think that was the understanding we had, you know. We probably didn't talk about it. I don't think we talked about it. I don't think I came home and said, oh, I just went to the park. And I don't think he said to me, well, Chuck, I'm going to New York for three, four months. I'm going to have wild abandoned sex because it's the bicentennial, you know. I think that was the stream for a lot of gay men that I knew from, at least from New York. You go from, ah, he's my lover, oh, he's my boyfriend, kind of the next step. Um, then you kind of get into the establishment type. Oh, my significant other, my companion, blah, 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 that kind of stuff. So I think that was kind of how we approached it. And then once the AIDS crisis hit, um, everybody toned down, including me and uh, our relationship with other people because there was the risk of, of getting AIDS and, and anonymous public sex. And it's interesting it's called public sex because you're really hidden with two people. So maybe that's a misnomer. Public sex would be like if you were at Black's Beach and doing your, your shtick on the beach in front of everybody, whereas what we talk about as public sex was really very private quick, fast. Uh, it was just done outside. Going back to Marston Point, um, I'm trying to remember if I did a circuit with my van, kind of drive around, see if there are any cars there. If there are no cars, I'd make a decision whether to drive on or park. You kind of waited. If you were passive or you, if you were more aggressive, you, you would get out of your car and kind of walk either in front of the car or behind the car. My van had uh, just a few windows in it and a curtain across the front seat. So you could find somebody and bring them back into the van and do your thing in the van. I did not do um, masturbation jerking off in my car. That, that's something I, did, I just didn't do. But some of the individuals made the motion, okay, I'm available, you know, come in or go out. There's all these kinds of ways of doing these things. Sometimes windows roll down and somebody could be sitting in the driver's seat. Sometimes they weren't sitting in the So, but my experience was more driving there, parking and, um, you know, kind of checking out what was going on in the woods, but being very cautious because you weren't really sure it heightened it. But at the same time, you were concerned about your own physical, personal safety. Sometimes my partner wouldn't go out dancing. Uh, or go to the bar. And on on the way home, I'd probably stop, you know, uh, because I probably got energized at the bar with maybe a shot or two of tequila, dance, and I have all this energy buildup. Um, and sometimes I go home and, and, you know, other times I'd say, okay, is anything happening at the park? Because it was anonymous. There was no relationship issues. Um, it was fast. And you could move on. You go to these places not to meet somebody you know, you go to these places to meet somebody you don't know because you hope you'll never see them again and know who they are, etc., etc. At least for me, some people may have gone to find com long-term companionship. I would do, and what I noticed others would do, they'd kind of go back to where they parked their car and then kind of move further east down into the, the hillside. Again, more growth. Um, the city had not cleared a lot of that 
overgrown brush out. And they wouldn't be standing kind of in an open area. They'd kind of hug a tree a little bit. Were people smoking? I'm trying to remember if there were little points of cigarettes that, you know, little spotlights. And, and I think there were. And I think that kind of added to a directional way of, of finding somebody. You'd see kind of the end of a cigarette. Uh, and then if a car came around, you, you kind of stopped to make sure it wasn't a police car probing, you know. Um, and I don't know if someone said, but you knew it was a police car and all of a sudden the kind of the tension changed. It was still there, but it was a different kind of tension. To me, um, when I go into like a coffee shop, you know, I'm looking around saying, hmm, I wonder who's here really doing their work or are they trying to meet somebody else? If, if it's a gay kid, you know, is, is he home uh, alone on his laptop and is he just looking at porn pictures or is he in one of those interactive spaces where somebody's on the other side and and it's kind of um you, i don't know if you pay for it or what so is the tree and the outside environment now contained in that little media box you know in the privacy of your own bedroom or wh wherever it is and and is your parents outside is it, you know do they know you're gay do they know you're doing it is the, is that the equivalent of the cop coming around, I don't know.